Hey everybody, uh, today's welcome to Community Improv Podcast. I can't talk. Oh, this is the show. Welcome to my podcast. My guest is Eddie Ift. I have an audition today and I'm nervous. Can you tell? <laughs> he is funny as fuck. He took me on this bingo bus tour across the country and I just love him. He's a, he's a crazy old kook and you'll hear it all on the podcast. I love you all. Tune in right now. Like, subscribe, and I'm coming to a city near you. <laughs> where am i coming la jolla comedy store pleasanton california irvine california this is the wrong order but you'll figure it out uh <laughs> just look sacramento sacramento where you at and all over quakeconan.com buy them tickets <laughs> <laughs> i love y'all tune in like subscribe keep boosting my algorithms it's greatly appreciated the government <laughs> bleep you ready are you, are you off the phone yeah yeah can i keep it right here because i'm i'm addicted to it no we how you're supposed to be og og mr non-phone put on your headphones you animal hey everybody this is how we start this is, is me it? talking shit. i got i get the granola out of my mouth speaking of talk god bless eddie ift uh. i think you're the first motherfucker to take me i don't remember all T i know is the, i took your the, virginity the diabolical <laughs> sam no sam sam tripoli introduced us did he yeah at the comedy store and he said this guy's got some stories are these volumes up it seems very low in the headphones and then uh and then come on chris I hired him from Trader Joe's. He's straight up. Is he Trader a Trader Joe's, Joe's yeah. guy? <laughs> no, but he's the best. I'm just talking shit. And then, uh, yeah, at the comedy store. And then you didn't want to give me your number because I was a young up-and-comer <laughs> open mic. And you're like, friend me on Facebook. I don't trust you yet. And then I think we talked on the phone because I was pretty new. I was like, you know, one, two years in, the OGs don't really let you on if you're new booty i don't let anybody have my number nobody i just had a radio show say hey we want to do the promotion blah 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 for my st louis gig or something and i go the guy goes can i get your number and i went no <laughs> I go, i'll call you guys like you'll have my number then but i'm not calling like i'm not giving out my <laughs> because i just there's so many there's so many fucking scam a scam likely but there's so many like trolls and assholes and um and you know that why i just don't want to because you're a troll no i don't troll anybody. yeah we I, do but, all the time we put, i'm just but not I don't, a troll I put delete and block and i was just telling my friend he's like oh this guy's harassing i go just block his number oh i'm so quick to block i'm quick block. Yeah. but you know i didn't mean you're a troll but we like to poke the bear it's just fun mm -hmm. man oh yeah oh yeah i just somebody just sent me a video of uh I, i've seen it years ago but the one where the the girl's blindfolded and the guy's like she's like what is this and he's like he's got a watermelon with oh, a hole yeah, in it. it's filled with like <laughs> chocolate fudge, fudge or something yeah, she, put, she puts her hand through it and then he takes the watermelon puts it behind her and there's a horse <laughs> just in there 
<laughs> she thinks she just fisted a horse. My favorite prank is the guy sitting next to the guy, and he goes, "Hey man, I ran out of toilet paper. Can you please hand me some?" And the guy's like, "I got you, bro." And he puts a bunch of toilet paper. He hands it over, and the guy puts chocolate pudding on his hand. And the guy's Nutella, like, "Nutella, Nutella, Nutella." Is that what it was? Yeah. And then he's like, "No, bro, no, man." <laughs> Nutellas get a much more shit consistency than chocolate pudding. That's the best prank ever because it's fudge. You know, you can eat it. It's not caca, but the. I wonder about the uh, validity of of that one because, like, to pull off that prank, you'd have to hang out in the bathroom for a long time. You don't think there's lunatics doing that? A lot of it's fake, but as well as there's a psychopath that will sit on the toilet for six hours waiting for a one viral video. I wonder about these people that live in this world of like trying to go viral. What? Uh, hang on. What was more poop? Oh, the I won't say his name. But we posted the video. Remember when I filmed uh, the homie pooping on tour with oh, you? Bud. That was the best thing bud. I've ever he done got, in my life. He got mad after all the horrible shit I've done to him. He got mad at you <laughs> for my poop video. Yeah, didn't uh, no, you? Didn't he, you, he doesn't like me anymore. Didn't you like go over? <laughs> didn't you go like over the stall and film him taking a shit? He's like, hey, get out! You see his face. That's he was what, so vulnerable. That's what he's just that's spraying what the walls. Got, Opie got fired from. Um, from um, w, um, serious for that for filming someone taking a shit. Yeah, What's the world coming to? I know. <clears throat> Where they? What? Is his friend right that he filmed? I or was just, it a stranger? Strangers is a little weird. I liked COVID <laughs> because cancel culture was kind of gone. Like, what are you gonna do? Cancel? Like, we're all fucking locked in our houses. You can't cancel somebody. You can't. We got other shit to worry about, but we're back, and now again, everybody's like, eh, "He did this and he did that," and I don't know. I kind of think like pranks are pranks, and yeah, it was a prank. I filmed a man shitting. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> I mean, that's probably yeah. If you're gonna cancel me for uh, that, the amount of I'll shit I filmed it. Jason Hour doing, the guy that was the sidekick on yeah. my podcast. I mean, the hours of film I have of torturing him. Yeah, <laughs> hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. That guy's funny. Was he, he hours? Was he on the bus with me? No, I buried him in Santa Monica up to his head. Good. And had him. I was gonna have him do interviews on the beach. From I just put a microphone next to his head, and it was like that was gonna be his man on the street thing. And then while he was there, I had all these kids come out and play soccer. <laughs> I put two goals up, and they just started like his kicking. Head was the goal? Yeah, they, no, he was just in the middle of the field. Give him a mouthpiece, poor guy. Yeah, he's a cool, dude. He lives down here. He's really close to you. Yeah, I mean. Sam Tripoli introduced me to you at the store, and then I did your podcast, and it was me, you, and Jason Hour at the Venice Underground. Oh, I hated uh, when I did it there. What's that place called? Yeah, Venice Underground. No, that's the comedy show. Uh, Townhouse. 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 But that's called something out. The Speakeasy was downstairs. Okay, so we're in the Speakeasy downstairs. Yeah. And then I did the podcast and I had all these crazy stories. And then you kept inviting me back. And then one time you invited me back and you your flight got delayed or canceled. So it was just me and Jim Florentine. And he's just looking at me and I'm just like, ah, shit, my pants. And he's, But it was so cool. I love Jim Florentine. He's, he's o- great. He's great. OG, legend. And, and then it's just funny because that's the only time I've ever worked with him and seen him. But I've seen him like one time since and he goes like, 
You know, yeah. like, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> He's brilliant. He, uh, talk about a prankster. Yeah. The shit they have done. Yeah, he was on Crank Anchors for years, right? He was, because he used to do this thing called uh, terrorizing telemarketers. Yeah. He used to put his number into things so that they would call him. <laughs> like, he wanted telemarketers to call him, and then he would just harass them. That's awesome. That's how we get it to stop. More Jim Florentines in the world. And then they did a thing called uh, The Creeps, I think, where they just went and did... Like, he had so many little stunts. Like, I remember if you went to dinner with him, he would go... You know, when the the waitress comes over with the pepper shaker, he'd go... They'd go, say when? And he'd be like, keep going, keep going. And they're like, you sure? He's like, keep going, keep going. And they would literally be like... <laughs> He's like, keep going, keep going. And they would run out of pepper. I'd just hand it over. Go, he'd go, thank you. And then he'd be like, you know what? This has too much pepper on <laughs> Oh, my God. I would kill him. But, but they, they filmed all this shit. They did stuff like that. They'd go to an all-you-can-eat all buffet, and they would bring buckets. <laughs> and they would go up and just start <laughs> shoveling food into the buckets. I have two different uncles on the Mexican side. Um, the one brought Tupperware to the buffet, and we shamed them. We're like, "Hey, man, like, you're not doing that here," you know. And the other ate so much. Uh, it was Sizzler, all you can eat shrimp, and he ate so many that they said, "You're done." And they cut him off. They cut him off like Homer Simpson. It was kind of rude. Actually. We got cut but off. But he ate so much to so where we're like, we understand, but what you did was rude and it says all you can eat. We just brought fucking Brutus to the show. You know? What we was his did, name? We did an all you can eat crab legs one time and they said to us, you're done. And we were like, it says all you can eat. And we're like, do you want us to bring a lawyer here? Yeah. You know, like this, <laughs> we are going to keep going. My friend and I just kept having a competition. You know, we're just like, I feel so sick. <laughs> Diarrhea City. Um. Oh man, that's too much crap. Did you did you shit your pants? You always, had, yeah. always. I'm like I'm the king of shitting my pants. Oh, perfect. I just was in Costa Rica. I shit like I never. Ah oh, man, they it got me. There's something about crossing over. My family's in Mexico right now, and and you just cross over, and you just you just shit, man. What is it? It's called bacteria. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. Some people don't have good hygiene. Uh, like who? Like people that don't wash their hands when they cook your food. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that gives you... I'm fun. fine. I think it's the water. I think it's a lot of the water. Because I think that's how I got it in Costa Rica. They said the water was fine. But they're like, the water's fine. But like where people's like systems, where the water goes through, sometimes isn't fine. So the water's good. It's what it's going through isn't good. Oh, yeah, because I got really sick in Mexico off the water when I was a kid. Like how sick? I, I think I had to go to the hospital sick. I drank really? the water. Yeah. I don't remember. I wanted to go to the water park, but they're like, no. I, like, uh, bullshit. I went to India, didn't drink water once. I uh, And used a straw every time I drank. What do you mean? You didn't drink water drank, bottle only? I drank bottled water only. And then they say sometimes you'll get bottled water and they put the cap back on and then do a lighter around it to like seal the bottle cap again. Damn. So that it's just like you're drinking just shit water. Oh. Do that to save a buck or whatever it is in India, you know. Got a lot of people, a lot of bucks to save. 
How many people are on that damn? It's, I think it's close to a billion now. I think they have do they all populate China? No, China's got like 1.2 billion, and I think India has like one. I I could not. I Help I could out, be Google's. so fucking wrong right now. No, I know that's the the most densely populated countries on this planet. That yeah, I do those know. Too. Let I me love, see how close I am. I'd love. To I love these facts. This. Siri, what's the population of India? Who is this? One point three two six billion. Is that what you got? Yeah, uh, one point three eight. Siri, what's the up. population of China? Oh come on, China lies. One point four four nine. So they're pretty close. Here's the deal. I seriously think the last time I checked that was like three years ago. It's pretty good memory. And I think that's how much it's gone up. How fucking scary is that? If you look at like the United States population, how much it's gone up, like in like 1900, I think there were like 100 million people in America. And now there's like 325 million so there's three times fucking, more, three times people. more in a hundred years. Can you imagine if there's nine hundred a billion people in the United States? Yeah, why do you think they have a perpetual state of war? We need more than war. We need a good plague, not this COVID bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, a good plague. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this one didn't really do anything. No, it didn't. I mean, it did. It did. It did a lot. It didn't even get one percent of the population. No, it got 0.2% of the population. Yeah, that's But we not... made sure the other 99.8 suffered just yeah. as much. I'm oh, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> he can't talk about nothing these days. Next topic. <laughs> Go Next ahead. topic. Go ahead. This is your show. I could, I, could, just... I could take over and run this if you want. I've been running it well. I keep right. trying to get to the source of how we met, and you keep bulldogging. I, I thought we got it. I thought we got it. We, we, know, got we already it. did that. I... But I wanted to lead to more stories because I remember the bingo you... bus was so fun, dude. I know. I That's shouldn't, all those I fucking stories. I shouldn't have sold it. Oh, yeah. You came you on tour it? with me. Mm-hmm. You sold the bus? Mm-hmm. Oh. Did you bring my goddamn fireworks? No. I lit those off so long ago. Well, why didn't you tell me that? And I stopped bugging you, you dingleberry. Well, I, I don't... thought you were scared of them. I, Anyways, I got I, more. I, th- I throw out fireworks more than anything in the world, though. I always have them, and then I get afraid. Yeah, because he lives in Fireville. A spark will light No, his... I don't light them where I live. I was in North Carolina... And uh, we always light them there because you get them in South Carolina and just do like crazy, like mortars. And uh, we lit one up. We were shooting them up over my in-law's lake. And I just saw all this shit like come down on their boat. And I was just like, if I catch their fucking boat on fire. Oh, yeah. And uh, (laughs) this one night we went to light off fireworks. And uh, this is how bad I am of a human being. We wanted fireworks, and my mother-in-law's like, absolutely not, no fireworks, no, no, no. And my daughter was upset, and she's like, I wanted fireworks, Dad. You said we were going to have fireworks. I go, can you fake cry? <laughs> that's a good dad. And I oh, said, that's a bad practice, And I fake said, cry. go, go, uh, go cry to Mia. <laughs> Mia's the grandmother. Yeah. I go, go, go cry. We'll, we'll get those fireworks. <laughs> did she get it? Did Grandma? We of got course she did. Of course. Good. Yeah, come on, Grandma. You close. You close to checking out of this world, anyways. Let your granddaughter. Fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's a young one. Like oh. my my mother in law's young. 
Yeah, I don't understand. Everyone sprout kids out old in my family. My parents are 74. Isn't that crazy? Are they really? Mm-hmm. 75. They're old as shit. That's wild. Sometimes people have young parents. It trips me out. I'm an old dad. I got a two-year-old. Yeah, but you're you're different. Look how you're dressed. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking... That's, yeah, I'll be wearing the same shit. It's like, I don't want to wear fucking... Uh, Perry Ellis. I'm I've wearing been, vans till been, I die. I, I realized I've been wearing vans since seventh grade. Yeah, me too. Since seventh grade, I remember the first two pairs of vans I bought. I bought all white ones, low tops, uh, lace ups, and I bought uh, uh, they were black, black, white, laced, and then I got went to checkered. And then, and it was like for the rest of my life, I bought them. I had that, like in, in ch- photos as a child, toddler, little. My dad always wore the classics, just plain blue. I tried all of them. I had half cabs to brown, just fat tongue ones. But now I'm just stuck on classics. That's all I wear. I've done the fat. T- I do, uh, and I did uh, Chuck Taylors a lot. I, would just I hated those and... because those hurt my feet even more so than Vans. Vans is the, the they finally in the last two years they make comfy cushion they don't hurt your feet, but they they're just flat footed suckers. Chucks are the worst things I've ever had on my feet, and of course I wore them for fucking four See, years. See, that's why I wear them because they're actually really good for your feet. You have weak fucking feet. No, they they're not good for your feet. You got weak fucking feet. Why man. does it? Why does it? We feel like I'm walking on fucking boards. Right, because. Nike has ruined people's feet with the big cushioning and all the arches and well, everything. Feels nice. You're supposed. <laughs> it feels nice, but you're fucking. You're supposed to be a flat-footed sucker. It's like is be- that what you're supposed to be? No, it's like being a fat fuck that sits home and eats Cheetos all day long. It feels nice, but it's ruining your body. Your body's falling to shit. You have so many little muscles and everything in your body and foundation of your feet, and it's the foundation of your being. You're supposed to work those muscles, and you're supposed to splay your toes. You shouldn't be wearing shoes at all. We should all be barefoot. I like that. This is a lot of broken glass, though. I uh, when I lived in Venice, I never had shoes on in Venice with like oh. needles. Oh, yeah, gross. I know, dude. They got stuck too. Oh, did he get anything? No, you know you can go take that drug. There's a drug that you gets can take. it out. Yeah, like right away. Yeah, it's fucking nasty. Yeah, I take it every day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's like a drug. If you get stuck by a needle, and you might have. AIDS. I know someone that was helping someone, and he got stuck by a needle, and just went. And he had to go take the go to the hospital, take that drug. They're pumping him. It's crazy. That would be the worst feeling. Yeah, I got get stuck, stuck by a with an going. AIDS needle. It wasn't. It was like a needle too, like an AIDS needle. It wasn't even a question. And they had to go to the hospital and take all the shit, and they didn't get it. Happens to my buddy who's a fireman because oh. he works on Skid Row, and he'll be like, you know, like they're dealing with people, taking care of people, and the next thing you know, he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> God damn it." He said it makes you really sick, really sick. Just a stranger dr- drug. In your the drug. Oh, the drug. I was like, yeah. Both What's the both. drug? We gotta find out what that drug is. Uh, um, bingo bus. There's some several good stories. The fucking uh, the would have been threesome. Oh yeah, drug to take after HIV exposure. Um. 
man, can you imagine if there's like guys like just banging dudes, like getting fucked in the ass and then they're like, all right, now I got to take my drug. (laughs) (laughs) PEP, post-exposure prophylactis means taking medicine to prevent HIV to possible exposure. What's the name of this? They just call it a PEP. PEP, a little pep. You take your pep. It can stop the HIV virus from infecting your body. Do not delay. You need to take PEP as soon as possible after the exposure. Oh. Or, you, or you could just go in the sun and eat some oranges, you know? Like, what are we really yeah, doing? Yeah, I don't know. What are we really doing? Oh, <laughs> oh you're threesome? Yeah. So the uh, bingo bus, this fool took me on this guy. I can't believe he sold the bus. He made this cool-ass school bus into a podcast studio. I said that weird. It was like the size of this room. Yeah, it was probably bigger actually. Yeah. And then you would, we just toured the country, and I went to like nine cities with you. And in uh, St. Paul, actually, these two girls hit on me, and then and then I had I didn't have any money, any place to go, and then um, they're like, "Well, let's go see the bus," and I was just like, "Oh shit!" And then they made a joke, like I don't know what would have went down, you know. And and but they said it. And I remember the girls saying like, "We could, we should have a threesome." And I went, huh, "Yeah, all right." And then I remember like, "Hey, let, let you know." And then we go to go in the tour bus, and then Bud's in there. And then uh, I said like, "Hey, Bud, like Bud let, was my uh, se- you. He's a producer. Bud was my sound guy." And then I was like, "Hey, Bud, you know, I, I you know, let me hang out in the bus." And then he like didn't leave, but he never left. I was I was like. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, you know. I was. You told like, him at one point. You said scram. Is that what I said? Yeah, because afterwards he's like, "Man, you gotta like, you gotta come up with like a sign for when I should leave." And you're like, I, "How about scram? <laughs> that wasn't good enough." I said like I said it two times, maybe three. I don't remember what I was saying because you know it's like, this is a, uh, a this. It's hard to get pull this off, you know. And like two girls, you're just like, "What? You want to fuck me? All right." I don't know if you're serious. I don't know what's happening, but I they I think and then uh, Bud just never left the bus. And then later I was like, "Hey Bud, remember I had those two girls on the bus?" And they joked. They said, "I want to have threesome with me." And I said, "I need the bus." And and then uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, you got to give me a sign." And I, I was like, "I said I need the fucking bus, bro. Like, what do you want?" And I just wonder. I always that wonder. Cra- do you remember that crazy kid that was on the bus? That was- Avery, yeah, yeah. I shed a tear over that fool because we stayed in contact. He fucking overdosed that little knucklehead. He was a psychopath, though. He was, like, threatening to kill me all oh, the time. Oh, bro, you're such a pussy. <laughs> they were loose threats. <laughs> loose threats. I'd get tweets all the time where he'd post my address <laughs> yeah. and say... He was say, a nice kid, your, man. Your, your children aren't going to live to see tomorrow. <laughs> hey, he was a good kid, Yeah, He just was on drugs and just killed himself no he just took a little too much i don't think he od'd i think he's i think it was suicide he was a sad boy he just needed to do stand-up that was the solution to that man's problem we don't need more crazy people in this business yeah we do (sighs) is that what we are yeah it is for sure i go in the the other night i walked in the comedy store and i thought that i looked around and i'm like Look at these people that I hang around. We're with. all mentally ill. They're all hundred percent. It's, it's different uh, it's, degrees. It, it's it's like a uh, outpatient yeah. kind of mental oh, he's, institution. He's, he's sane, crazy. I could handle him. Oh, he's crazy, crazy. You yeah, know, like, yeah. But it's like it's like oh, they can come in, they can do. They're gonna pay them to work, and then they're gonna let them leave. But they're everybody's like, we know this they're crazy. This kid was a good kid, and he deserved the threats. <laughs> He'd egg them on. 
He'd do all sorts of things. <laughs> I locked him in. He the locked tub. him in the phone booth, <laughs> and during his set, he's smoking weed in there. We were having a good time. Do you remember when I got mad at you? He pissed on his own car. Why'd you get mad at me? Remember when you called me to to get ready to go to the airport that one morning? Oh, that was Bud's fault. And yeah, you want to bring that up? I remember when you yelled at that sweet lady offering you breakfast because she was a fan of your show. That and then you had, to apologize, you had to apologize afterwards. That, I did apologize. That was miscommunication uh, because Bud showed me the GPS and it said a time. I didn't know those route options. When we looked at the GPS, the time it said to get to the airport was go- mean we were going to miss our flight. But then when you like put no tolls or something, when you adjusted it, it fixed it. So what I saw the information, I was like, we're missing our flight. That was at the tail end of the tour. We just this motherfucker was trying to make me and what was that guy Tim uh, Handlin? Tim uh, Tim McLaughlin. Tim McLaughlin. Tim Handlin's other homie. Tim McLaughlin. Me and him were in the back of the bus. There's monoxide coming in. We have headaches and we just don't feel good. We're like this, like, Eddie, it smells funny back here. We, and we're brand new, open mic, up and comers. We're just happy. To, we just want stage time, you know? And then he's like, all right, let's go to the hardware store and get a carbon monoxide detector. And then he does and he gets in and we go in the bus. He's like, beep, 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 beep. And I was like, Eddie, I'm not going in that fucking bus. I'm going to die, bro. You know what I found out? You know what caused that? A rat? No. When I was in Chicago, I got something fixed on the car and they took the fucking thing. The engine's like inside the bus. And and there's a like a doggy door or something they call it. There's a cover of the engine. And the guy took it off to work on the engine or do whatever he had to do. When he put it back on, he didn't like clip it down properly. So the engine was just fucking leaking just right into the bus. in us, bro. But I like, remember oh. I, call, I was like so pissed off because the people that sold me the bus, I'm like, those motherfuckers. Remember I had a towed yeah. home, had to pay thousands of dollars to have a towed home. Turns out, guy's like, clip, clip. He's like, no, here's your problem. <laughs> Jesus. Because he didn't seal it. Yeah, we almost died because of a dumb fuck not sealing a goddamn vent properly. And then, yeah, it was uh, just more problems. That's why I got rid of that thing. No, because yeah, that was at the it, that was after like nine days at every day a different city. We were at our fucking wits end, and then um and then the monoxide happened, and then I thought we were gonna miss our flight. You so, missed the best part of the trip though, the treehouse. Yeah, I know. You guys, With did, crit, you crit. Take, they took me on the torture part of the tour. Yeah, you went on the when shit everything part. <laughs> fell apart. That's when I Joe Prano was the first half. I yeah. remember Joe and I, had I a flew into Denver. <laughs> And then Joe left, and then I took over the second leg of the tour where everything crumbled and I inhaled monoxide, and uh, and uh, and then I had to share a bed with Tim. I was like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. All right, we're crashing here, and I'm farting. And I'm I think just, that was your I'm choice. I'm farting on this guy. I think that was your choice. You were like, I want to sleep with him. Well, yeah, it was him or you. Uh, no, I still no, you uh, slept on the floor. floor. Oh, it was him or Bud. We had f- I'm not sleeping next to Bud. I filmed the man shitty. He might stab me in my sleep. Nobody wanted to sleep with Bud. No, 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 no. <laughs> After that shit on tape, we can't Bud, post Bud, anymore. We'll Bud, get canceled. Patreon. Bud, Bud created a mutiny on the first leg of the tour. With that producer kid, right? Yeah, what, was, what did we call him? We had a name for him. He's a nice kid. I talked to him about you. Wait, how do you He's know like, him? He's like, I don't know why we almost fought. Eddie hates me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill him. He said to me at one point, I said, his job was like to record the podcast, then uh, like download it, blah, blah, blah. 
we'd all be playing video games and he'd be like come over and play video games i'm like you gotta you gotta do your job and he's like why do they get to do that i'm like because they're the comics and he's like well i don't i don't want to do the downloads now i want to play video games i'm like well i'm not paying you to i go do your shit and he goes who are you my dad and i go no i'm your fucking boss and i he's like he and one day he pulls me aside he goes i don't like the way you talk to me and he goes my dad talks to me like that and i go yeah because you're a fucking like you need the shit kicked out of you he goes like <laughs> he goes he goes i go look i go you're done you're off the tour i go i can't deal with your shit i go i'll get someone else to do it he goes uh he goes well let me think about it i go there's no thinking about it so he comes back like, this to is me. my bus he go com- home bro he, he comes back to me he goes look i think i'm gonna stay on for two more gigs yeah and then i'm gonna go home and i was like really do you i drove to boise airport and i go get out <laughs> damn yeah i missed all that i'm glad i don't like that i don't like that hang on there's more what else <clears throat> no but florida or not florida oregon when i we, missed oregon i joined in denver we no did, it wasn't oregon it was seattle the treehouse yeah i remember that they served coffee topless well that was on the way there why we, is that a thing i mean that's cool we went to a tree it's a bit early for tits i don't want to have a raging boner the whole day i don't know it was pretty cool nighttime you know we made friends with the girl <laughs> i mean of course i love it but it's just like this seems we were this, we were this close to getting the, the coffee girl to getting on the bus and joining the tour this close she was like i don't know and we were like you're gonna serve us coffee <laughs> every day and i go we'll pay what do you make here she was like i don't know we're like how much do you make in a day she's like with tips and i was like i will pay you that you have to live on the bus with us and every morning you wake up and you make us coffee topless <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think my wife's gonna find this as funny as I do. <laughs> I was just to say, oh, sweet Eddie, you picked up a barista with but no isn't shirt. That, isn't that how every road trip? Movie, I'll be home here with the kids. Every road trip movie, you start picking up stragglers along the way, and so I thought, why not pick up a topless? She called her boyfriend, I think, and asked him if she could go with us, and he was like. I don't think this is a good idea. I, I think, I mean, little do they know it's just for a bit and, you know, the camera and the gag. But what are you talking about? We would have kept her. <laughs> She'd be at my house right now. <laughs> All right. It was a kidnapping. I was trying to help you out, man. It wasn't a kidnapping because I was going to pay for it. <laughs> it's legal. Um, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if I was like, and now she's my nanny? <laughs> I know, and she does it topless. I have a topless. My kids nan- are very happy. It's a great idea for nanny service, topless nannies. Yeah. Tell I, that to the missus. Um, my wife wouldn't care if they did their job. She'd be like, <laughs> "Really? I don't give a fuck." I asked her once if I could go get a hand job from one of those uh, Yankee Wanky places, and she was like, "You won't do it." I'm like, "Oh." Oh, trust me, I will. And she's like, you're afraid. She's like, you get nervous people like shaking your hand. She's like, you're going to let some random woman jerk your cock. I'm like, keep talking. I'm getting blood flow. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I, you and I go, would you get mad? She goes, no, it's some, it's not like you're going to leave me for, uh, for, um, and I'm like, I might. There's mama son. 
Yeah. I had a woman walk on my back. I went and got a massage the other day. And uh, she goes, do massages are the best. She goes, you mind if I walk on your back? And I was like, how much you weigh? <laughs> and I was just like, there's a certain point where it's not going to feel good. Yeah. And she has those bars up above that she oh, holds yeah, yeah. on to. She was good. That shit's awesome. I actually tried to get uh, a freaking Hand jank uh, on the bingle bus. Because it, it was like uh, two weeks of all dudes in a hotel room. You don't exactly get to release, you know, or have sex or any of that stuff. So I was about to, you know, I was about to fracture and crack and the get angry. evil demons were, yeah. were and crawling then it was, up. It was some moment where like everyone was gone and my, a buddy of mine, I had never done it. And then a buddy of mine was addicted and he's like, dude, it's like the best shit ever. And he's like, the, he, and then I was, I, he's like, I was like, how do you find them? Like, what do you do? And he's like, you go to this website and it'll just tell you. Rub and maps. I, is it? I, he just go rub to. Rub maps. I didn't, that wasn't the one I use. I use <laughs> yeah. Backpage or some shit. No, Rub maps has like, they do reviews of the girls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't want any, I don't need any extra thing to get addicted. Thank God. So I went, I, I went and then they, they like, I was like, hey. Gonna, you know like massage and there was one of those windows they looked at me and they go no <laughs> and they go and they're like we're busy and i was like and then i was like what you got rejected <laughs> yeah and then i just went back so horny and I so told- angry i was like i like i get a lot of massages because i'm always sore and uh i'm old and i was in kansas doing shows and i took my opener i won't tell you who it was but I took my opener, and it's not the one who everybody thinks it was another opener. But I took him with me, and I said, hey, you want to get a massage? I said, I, I like Thai massages because they're cheap, and they usually do a really good job. And uh, he's like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, I'll pay for you. So I go in. It's like 60 bucks for an hour. And so I go into my room, and I want a massage. I don't want jerked off. Like, I can do that myself. I need the massage. I can't massage myself so the girl like goes take your underwear off and i'm like what because some places are like you can go underwear or you can go whatever you she goes take your underwear off and i'm like you're like no i don't want to jerk and this place looks (laughs) sketchy and i'm like oh like look kind of dirty i'm like i'm not fucking laying down on this table without like my exposed dick so i lay down on the table with my underwear and she comes in and she sees the underwear still on me and i think it was like she's like huh so she starts giving me a massage she's talking on her phone while she's massaging me she's using like one hand and she's holding the phone to her hand with the and i'm like this is the worst massage i've ever gotten and i'm like this place seems like it's gonna get raided by the cops right now it like seems like i'm in a fucking like flop house or a a heroin den or something so i'm i can't wait to get out of there soon as i'm done i pay her i get out of there and i'm sitting in the car and my opener still in there still in there still in there all of a sudden he comes out he sits down next to me he's a young guy and uh he goes did you just get jerked off (laughs) i go i go no and he goes i did (laughs) and he goes he goes i go wait so i just paid to get you jerked off (laughs) or i go would you would you have to tip for that and he goes nothing 
she just did it. I go, so I just bought you a hand job? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and then he went on stage and he, it was like his opening line. He's like, so I got jerked off today for 60 bucks. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. A massage. I don't need, I, that's why I don't, like, I was just talking about this with Josh Anna Myers last night. Because we're talking about kinky shit, and he's like, "Oh, I got I just it's like a finger in my ass," and I was like, "I don't want, I don't want none of that. I don't want to get addicted I've, to none of that weird shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to ball get. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to. You know? You know Louis C.K.'s joke about that? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Louis used to have a great joke. Uh he goes, you know, it, the joke started with like the piercing of the tongue. And I remember this from like when I started comedy. So this joke must be like 26 years old. He goes, you know, people are getting the pierced tongue. And I asked a girl why she got it. And she's like, oh, it improves fellatio. And he's like, I didn't know. Or she goes, it enhances fellatio. He goes, I didn't know fellatio needed enhanced. (laughs) He's like, I can't remember the last time that I was like, oh, this feels pretty good but you know what this needs right now? <laughs> and then he goes, like that S&M stuff, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and butchering his joke, but he goes, S&M, he goes, oh, you gotta get all that equipment. Yeah. He goes, that's like skiing, that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it is like, I love sex. I don't need yeah. more. I don't want to get addicted to like handcuff me, step on my head and spit in my mouth. You know, when my this wife shit's and I, getting weird out there. When my wife and I started dating, she wanted it more than I did. That's a, that's like a line from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Damone goes, "You wanted it more than I did." Um, I remember that. She goes, "That's unfair to say." Yeah, <laughs> you wanted it more than I. You got some. He comes lemonade. around in the end. He yeah. was a piece of shit. He right was then. a piece. Of, you look like him a little bit. No, I look like Spicoli. You got a little Damone in you. A little both. A little both. Uh, anyway, Hybrid. anyway, I'm my own man. My wife wanted it more than I did. And then, like, once we started having kids and busy and everything, now, when she wanted it more than I did, I was like, I gotta have sex again. And now, I don't like it, but it's kind of cool. Like, I want it way more than she does. So now it's like, when I get sex, I'm like, oh, yay. And I'm like, really into it because she's like rationed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Once you move in with the girl, Shit changes. I'm always harassing her. Every they time. ration I'm the just, pussy. She's like, can I walk by without you grabbing my ass? I'm like, no. No. What are you talking about? You, you have think, a nice You ass. think that's part of like they get to they move in, that's what you get? A lot of sex. I mean, we f- have lots of sex, but it's just not, you know, it's not as much that, as a that, guy would want. Is that your girlfriend out there? Uh-huh. How long have you been together? Three years. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Down here in the uh Yeah, a little rat, a year and a half down here. Rat Beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. It is called that. Yeah. You know who's from Burnout. here? Burnout. You know who, you know who's from this area? Mm-mm. The dude from uh Unbreakable. Oh yeah, Zamparini Field. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm born and raised in this area. My dad uh, moved here from Boston in the sixties on this street. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Zamparelli. Zamparini. Zamparini? Zamparelli, I thought it was. Zamparini. You sure? Nope. 
I just want to go against you. <laughs> Get to Googling, Chris. Yeah. Zamperini it's so good. Fields. It's so good to have a Googler on the show. I used to have that. Whatever we talked about, I had a position on talking shit. Guy's job was to just Google. There was a big screen TV behind us all, like behind the cameras. And anything we were talking about would just appear on the screen at all times. We did that, and then it was too much setup. He'd connect his laptop. Who is it? Zamperini. Oh! So I lost. Yeah, I actually forgot Louis, which one. Louis. Is his first name Louis? Yes. Okay. You know what's funny? He said that, and I was like, did I? I didn't remember which one I said. I was like, did I say that? <laughs> no, one? I think I said Zamparelli. <laughs> you yeah. did for yeah, sure. Yeah, so you said Zamparelli. I remembered, but it was a hesitation. I was like, oh, well. Yeah, this area is fucking great, man. You almost moved down here, you said. You were the first person to tell me to put my... Well, you weren't the first person, but you were the one that you're like, dude, put your clips online. Put your clips online. And uh, I hated it, and I refused to do it. It works. I still haven't done it. What do you mean? I see you clips, putting clips online all the time. I just hired somebody to do it. I never have done it, ever. Oh, yeah, that's all I'm going to do. I hate social media. Just I hire someone to do it for you. I don't even... Oh, I shouldn't tell people this, but... I rarely even comment like it's not me commenting. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't tell people that. <laughs> I can't stand. Uh, I can't stand it. It just got it, I came up on social media. That's how I got. That's how I started headlining and shit. I don't have any real credits. You know, it's all social media viral videos. So I love it. And in the beginning, it was organic and it was natural and I was excited and they had regular algorithms and this and that and now it's like if you cuss if you say this if you say that or if you're just a crazy you know like you're crazy i'm crazy a lot of comics are crazy if you just talk crazy shit not even just fun it's like i'm not alex jones motherfucker you get dinged so hard well, i get yeah facebook does that to me facebook i said one time like and it takes all the joy and the fun out of it and then you're like now back, becoming it's, a, a, the a, it's become the warfare like how do i beat the algorithm and before it was just like how do i be funny now it's like okay i'm f- this is a funny bit but because i have to bleep that word they just took all the fun out of it you have to censor yourself otherwise you will be dinged in algorithms just straight up I, uh, well there's a couple of platforms that don't have algorithms and i tiktok yeah, I do great on there. Yeah, TikTok's good. Uh, the, uh, but it's funny. I said one time, uh, I said something, and I go, I should kill myself for saying that. And Facebook like took me off Facebook for three oh, days. Yeah. I was like, oh god. You I already it. said this a bunch, but my buddy, he's a comic at a comedy club, made a shitty, funny, fucking bleep word vaccine joke, and they just straight up fucking. You know, is Wait, that the, you bleep vaccine? Yeah, because it ruins the algorithms, bro. Oh yeah, I, I did a uh, sketch that I thought was really funny with a friend, where I play a guy who's too pro vaccine, and he plays an anti vaxxer and we get in this argument, like where I'm pro and he's anti, and we're fighting, 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 and I'm telling him why he should get vaccinated, he's telling me why I shouldn't, and then at the end, I tell him that Trump got vaccinated, and he's like, "What?" Yeah. He's like, I'm like, yeah, Trump got vaccinated. He said everybody should get vaccinated. He just said it. And he's like, oh, then maybe I should get vaccinated. And I was like, I wonder if I could get the vaccinated taken out of me. You know, like, <laughs> and we both switch. We both switch. So it's like totally tribal. It's it a has great nothing bit. to do with the vaccine, but it has to do with like yeah. where we just stand. Like, 
that we want to be on different sides. That's a great bit. Did it, they get flagged and oh dinged? Oh my god! Of course god. it did. Of course it, it did. It. That's be, my point. It became this. Uh, it's insanity. This is a fucking. We're doing fart jokes and we make a jab joke and then we're the devil. Yeah, but we never knew we were going to live in this world where like Russian and the Russians were going to be fucking putting stuff up on our site. Did you ever see what those troll farms do? Like watch watch like a documentary on it. It's so creepy. Every country has troll farms. We have troll farms. It's true, but what I'm saying is we this is a new world for us. I know. And so nobody knew how to handle it and the, like the amount of misinformation that they are putting across. They they would do shit like if you watch I watched this documentary with a guy and you know they covered his face and bleep and he would say like he would create oh like a facebook profile of like a hot chick usually then get all these dudes to join and then they would see they would just create like an anti-gun rally in a location and they would be like hey today on this street blah 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 we're gonna have an anti-gun rally blah 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 and they would post it and then all these people would start signing up for it and then one of their other troll personalities would go we're having a pro-gun rally right across the street from it. And they would just try to fucking create, instigate fights. It's pretty it, funny. It's like you saying, it's like you saying, I'm going to, I'm going to have a podcast. And I'm going to have my guests are going to be a Black Panther and a KKK member. And I'm going to have them as my guests. And uh, we're going to do it in a steel cage. And I'm going to lay knives on the ground. You know, like that's what they were doing and it's like clickbait they're having so much fun with us i mean to be honest you and i like think how much fun it is your name's like ivan and you live in russia and you make like 12 dollars a day but every day you get to wake up and fuck with big fat dumb americans and make americans fight each other over no reason this one today uh let's see if we can get them to fight over uh i sound swedish or something yeah that was the worst russian accent i think i think i got into uh what was that that was uh I don't know what language. I, that was a different accent. Yeah, that wasn't Russian. What are you doing? I just know John Malkovitz. Do you have money from uh, Rounders? That's the only. Where are your papers? That's German, I think. That's from X. Yeah, I saw that movie too. It's a good one. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, great actor. Is he? He is to me. Have you ever been assaulted on stage? Not yet. I've so many times <laughs> so many so many i average 26 years i would say every four years i get assaulted <laughs> damn and i mean like it's been everything from hit with shit chased strangled punched fought like i've fought again once in the parking lot like it's more than i'd say it's like i'm up to at least 10 no man, I try to I try to keep the peace. I've had to kick people out. People are getting more volatile lately. You don't feel that? No. You're full of shit, man. That shit's getting rowdy. No, I really I had a guy in Florida one time. He was causing trouble and uh they finally asked him to leave and on the way out the table that had like complained about him as he's leaving, he punches this guy in the back of the head. And I saw it while I was on stage. It's the Hard Rock, uh, the the uh, improv, the Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale. And I go, hey, hey, like I completely came out of, and I'm not a character, 
but like yeah it snaps you out of your set real quick yeah just like, and i go hey. what is the deal with far hey and i'm like hey <laughs> fucking arrest that guy i was doing what everyone should have done at the academy awards uh and yeah. i like right away i just went hey fuck that guy i did i go fuck that fuck you i go somebody fucking grab him get the police fuck that guy because he just punched this guy like a sucker punch in the back of the head so they take him outside they arrest him after my show i come out they've got the guy there that got punched in the head the guy there is waiting uh the cops come over to take his statement they ask me for a statement the guy goes the guy that got punched in the head goes to the police hey i just want to let you know and he lifts up his shirt he goes i've got my license and he's he's carrying a gun it's an open carry state and he's got a gun right there and you know like this dude could have fucked up like he punched this guy in the back of the head and he's lucky he wasn't some psychopath just whips his gun out and shot him but like that's always been my fear as a show is the gun and the, I did have it happen in New York. I had a gun come out in New York and I got a gun pulled on me in Pittsburgh once. But um yeah, I I ne- like people are like, "Oh, it's going to make comedy not safe." I've never felt fucking safe. <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh never. I had a guy one time in England, I guy wouldn't shut up and I just jokingly like I'm like a smaller guy and the guy's like yelling at me and I went, I'll kill you like, like, like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking that, you know, when I do it, usually people laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this dude goes, really? Fuck you. And he like starts storming like out of the balcony. And I just start looking for bouncers like, who's going to save me? Who's going to save me? And literally, the whole crowd starts going, fight, 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 fight. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I see him coming down the steps. And I got a really, it's called the Frog and Bucket in Manchester, England. It's got a really high stage. And I knew, I had somewhere somebody said, in comedy, if they come on stage with you, you have the right to defend yourself. So I'm like, okay, this guy's going to kill me. He's like bigger than you. He's British, you know, like he's just like fucking, he looks like he came straight out of, uh, what's that movie? Bronson no. that with Tom Hardy? No, worse. Uh, what's the one? Screen Street Hooligans? No, I, my buddy family movie. wrote that. Uh, I'll get to tell you a story about that. Yeah. So, no, finish this one. So the dude's coming down the, what's Str- Jason Strahan? What's the movie he was in? Snatch. Snatch. Dude looks just like that coming at me and I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. Like I am going to die. And I'm thinking my only chance is as he's climbing on the stage to kick his head like a field goal, like just, just literally go for his fucking head and, and then just go, go fight him. Put your foot sideways though. You don't want to break your toes. Well, I, (laughs) I, I lined up like a field goal kicker. And I got in like fist, like I put my fists up because he's yelling, screaming, he's going to fucking kill me. And I'm just like, okay. So as he's coming down the steps in my head, I'm like, this is getting crazy. Like I'm thinking deportation. You're like, I don't want to kick this guy. But I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to die otherwise. I'm going to get the beating of a lifetime. And uh, uh, like he had like from you to me. From the bottom of the steps to the stage, he hits the bottom of the steps and out of the kitchen comes one of the bouncers 
and just fucking clotheslines on yes. me. And he goes back into the kitchen, and just like you said, I put my hands up like I scored a touchdown. And I went, <laughs> Go! Yes! And I was just like so relieved. And I go, I go to the audience, how many of you thought I was gonna die? And the audience was like, Everybody, the cow was like, everybody. Yeah, like, I did too. I did too. I was open. But so. uh, in Dubai one night, uh, we were in Dubai doing shows, and the show progressively got worse. I was on early on the show, and my buddy Glenn Wool went on last, and Glenn's hilarious, one of the funniest guys alive. He's a Canadian comic. He lives in England. Glenn is just having a rough set. The guy gave me a hard time. The other comic's a hard time. And... In the UK, they do kind of showcase shows. Yeah. And so Glenn's just like fucking having a tough time because of this guy. And we all go to dinner after the show. And there's a comic with us named Eddie Brimson. His brother wrote the book Away We Go, which Green Street Hooligans was based on. Away We Go was about soccer hooliganisms. And Eddie Brimson and his brother wrote them. Eddie is now a comedian. Eddie has been shot and stabbed. And we'll show you his stab wound and his gunshot wound. I just found out one of my cousins got shot in the leg the other day. Nobody told me. Leg's no big deal. It was the 45. Unless it hit. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's a big deal. That is a big deal, especially if it's an artery. Yeah, I was like, this is. Nobody told me, you know, (laughs) this is information. You found out. Anyways, he's fine now. Is he a gangster? Uh, I mean, I yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's playing with fire. Uh, nah, man. It's so Mex- he's Mexican. What are you gonna do? So Eddie Eddie Brimson uh, was on the show with us. We're sitting at the table eating dinner, and the guy that was heckling shows up in the restaurant next door. This is in Dubai, in the Middle East. He goes, oh, look who it fucking is. And he's all fucking drunk. He goes, it's you and it's fucking you. And he goes, you were okay. You you were funny. And he goes, then he looks at Glenn and he goes, you, you fucking suck, mate. And Glenn goes, you know what? I'm I'm having my dinner. Uh, Could you please leave us alone? And he goes, oh, fuck, mate. I paid to see a show and you fucking didn't make me laugh at all. Why don't you fucking make me laugh? And Glenn goes, I asked you nicely to go away. And the guy goes, fuck you, you fucking unfunny fuck. And Glenn stands up and screams right in his face. He goes, get the fuck out of here. And all of a sudden, I see the guy just pull his fist back to punch Glenn. And then he's on the ground with Eddie Brimson's foot on his neck in a millisecond. And I was like, oh. it was like I was hanging out Green with, with Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> I grabbed the guy's feet because he was still kicking, but Eddie Brimson had his wrist. So I asked him afterwards what he did. I go, dude, I've never seen anyone do that. That was phenomenal. As the guy threw the punch, he uh, he blocked it with one arm grabbed the wrist turned it tipped his chin uh put his chin up just with fingers like this with a foot behind him so the guy fell he he lost his balance because if you get your head back while he's holding his wrist so as the guy falls 
his wrist turns. So he's got the guy on the ground with his wrist turned, and he just stood on his neck. Jesus Christ. And he goes... Like kicking a kickstand. He He goes, get security. He goes, get security. (laughs) So security came over and took the guy out, and I, like... It was like I just won the Super Bowl. I was like, how'd you do that? Yeah. That was the coolest shit I've ever seen. And so he explained it, but he said to me, he's like, please don't tell anyone I did that. I'm trying to be very peaceful now. He's like, I do that yoga. That was peaceful. And he goes, I don't want anyone to know about this. I'm trying to like break into the comedy world and blah, blah, blah. And that was like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, something, probably like 2006, 2000, 2007, something like that. And... uh I just ran into him in Australia a few years ago and he's like, he's like, you know, now really working comic and everything. And he's like, Hey, tell everybody about that time. I beat that guy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great story. Especially when you like, fuck that guy. These people need to be, the only thing that ever make that man learn not to be such a dumb fucking drunk is that right there. Um, How funny would it have been if Chris Rock, just did that to Will Smith oh, be the and best. had him by his wrist. Oh, fucking. it'd be the best. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I never. I had one badass heckler's story um, in San Diego a few years ago, and it was this fool. He just got out of prison, and you could tell, and he kept coming. And I don't know. I was feeling it that night because normally I'm quite terrified of hecklers because I don't. I can handle it. I can handle it to a certain degree, and then I run out of tricks, and I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, I've only been headlining two years, the bro. Staff, I don't have the, the staff should help you. Yeah, no shit, but they fucking don't. It's yeah. all on you 80% of the time. Yeah, if the staff's there helping me, I have no problem at do you know, all. Do you know I'm, what I do? What? Hey, staff, help me. <laughs> no, I take a vote. I go. Oh, look. that's what I did recently. I, I always say to the audience, or to the person, I say, look, I think you're funny. I like what you're doing. I think you and I could be friends and hang out and have beers. I'm doing my show right now and you're interrupting. Like, you, we're the same type of people. I go, but you know what? I go, for some reason, the audience likes me and they don't like you. And I go, and you're going to get thrown out if you keep going. I go, and I don't want to throw you out. I won't do it because I think you and I could be friends. But at a certain point, I'm going to take a vote and this is going to be like Survivor and the tribal council will meet and I go and if you you will get voted off our island so at a certain point I'm just going to have to take the vote and so sure enough when they do it again I go dude I didn't want to do this can I can I use this please and then it's my, <laughs> I and need then, help man and then the audience goes they literally fucking off with their head oh they, 100% they of the time they vote them out so quickly <laughs> and if the staff doesn't get it then it's like the whole audience just asked you to remove this person yeah and if they don't then i throw a shit fit afterwards i'm like you guys what the fuck yeah dude it's it's wild out there because so, i did the vote i didn't do that that's funnier because there was these two heckler girls in the front they wouldn't quit I gave him three chances. The first two were, one was funny, one was kind of funny. The third one, I was like, they answered their phone. I was just like, oh my God, I'm gonna. And then I made the audience vote. Like, do y'all like these? You know, do you want them to leave? Yeah. I was like, do you hear that? Like the audience hates you. You guys are ruining the show. And they didn't, they didn't, and they were teachers too. I already talked about this a bunch. It's always teachers. It's always teachers. (laughs) It's always teachers. What it's the always fuck? Teachers. And it's always white women teachers. They're a big part of my fan base. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? So, I don't understand so this. So I stopped working at the Seattle Underground. 
Wait, I never finished my gangster oh, go, story. Go. It's a, this one, nothing happened, but it was so scary. This fool got, I got the audio recording somewhere. I wish I videoed it. This fool's tatted up, fresh out the pen. He's with the, he's with the fine girl too, which everyone, like the way he's acting didn't match the caliber of the woman. But you know, girls like crazy dudes. This guy's crazy. He was heckling my homie before him. So my blood started boiling, you know, and he, he was a newer comic and he didn't have the pa-pa-pa. And then I just, I remember him coming at me, and I don't remember exactly what said, but it was fucking so funny. But I was feeling myself, so I was I was going at him. And then he said something like, because I'm, I'm making the crowd get him, you know? And then uh, and then he said something like, like I'm going to make you my, my bitch. And I was like, hey, fool, you're not in prison anymore. You know, you don't have to rape men. There's a beautiful girl you're with, right? You know, and it was just awesome. And then, like, I, I said something that, that questioned his manhood and his machismo with a Mexican culture. You don't do that. And it got, like, like, like the, I saw the look on the security's face. But, you know, we're in, on stage. We got adrenaline. We're in character. In my head, I'm going, I'm going to die now. But coming out of my mouth is, fuck you, bitch. Do it, pussy. You know? And the security is just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, this guy might have a gun. And, like, he might. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. And then they, and then, um, and then he ended up leaving. I remember the homie Josh Nelson, he'll tell you the story. We all were just like, oh, fuck. Is somebody getting shanked? Is Craig getting shot? The security was there. They were on it. And it was big motherfuckers. But everybody's face was just like, no, we don't want this, man. I, I'm surprised people don't get, like, comics get killed more often with that kind of shit. Yeah, don't say that. That's no, why I always got a knife, though. I was, uh, I was in England one time, and I was on my way to the gig from another gig in London. And uh, all the, I, somebody called me, one of the comics, or maybe when I got there, and they're like, oh... It was during the intermission in England. They have intermissions. Yeah, they like there's a guy in the front and he's ruining the show, and and like British comics are all very proper and you know yeah. like Jimmy Carr type thing and they're really funny and clever, but I was like New York like fuck you man I'll fucking kill you and they're like get him Eddie get him so I walked on stage and I got like a laugh on my first line and then I pointed at him I go and you I go I've heard how you been the whole show, but I'm not British and I'm not civil. Uh, you know, when the red coats came over and they wore the red coats and the hats and they stood in line and we were savages like fucking Indians in the woods and stabbing you with pitchforks. I go, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. I go out and, and the audience started laughing. I go, don't fuck with me, dude. Don't fuck with me. He quiets down, slumps down <laughs> his chair and I do the whole set. I do the whole set. So then, uh, after the show, I'm standing out in like the vestibule area where everybody's leaving, and everybody's like, "Oh man, that was so funny. That was great. That was great." And all of a sudden, he comes by, and he grabs my hand, and uh, like squeeze doesn't squeeze it hard at first, but like shakes my hand and gets in my ear, and he goes, "Funny, mate. Funny." but I'm gonna fucking kill you outside, you fucking cunt. And he just squeezes my hand as hard as he can. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, He's like, hey, you know, I was joking, so, right? I'm a comedian. So, so he goes outside. And I look at the owner and I go, uh, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, yeah, I go, uh, uh, the guy that was heckling, I go, he uh, just told me he's going to kill me. 
And he goes, no, you'll be fine. And I go, no, 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 no. No, I think he's, he's going, serious. He, he's going to kill me. I go, and no, he had no. like some friends when I go. He had the look in his eye. I go, uh, I go, I think he's waiting for me outside. And he looks out the window and he goes, yeah, he is. <laughs> and I go. Uh, <laughs> he's got that Lloyd Christmas look go, in his eye when he finds out Harry has two pairs of gloves, you know. I, I said that backwards. That was a good reference. That was a good reference. But I go, I go, do you, uh, do you guys have a back door? He goes, yeah, but it goes into a courtyard. And then there's buildings. I go, mm. <laughs> can I, can I hang here a while? And that's what was happening. Everybody was leaving. Everybody was leaving. So it's just me and like a few of the staff. And then they're still out there. Him and his, him and his mates. And, um, so, uh, he goes, I'll go out and talk to him. He goes, I think you're fine. He goes, Goes out, he talks to him, he comes in, he goes, oh, he's, he's going to kill you. <laughs> You're not fine, man. And I go, You're not fine. I go, show me your courtyard. So we go outside to the courtyard, and I look, and I see it's like literally like building, 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 building. But I see this fence with all this like uh, ivy on it. I go, what's on the other side of that? Uh, what's on the other side of that? that Three pit that bulls. Fence? I'll take my chances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I would have. A Doberman, a Rottweiler, and a Pitbull. He goes, I think Let's it's go. He goes, I think it's another courtyard. And I go, it's got to be a way out of these courtyards. <laughs> yeah. So I climb over the fence. I get into the other courtyard. I find another fence. I get out, and I'm on the street, and I'm like, "Fuck you, dude!" Yeah. And I just call. Yeah, you know, I call a taxi, and I fucking get out of there right away. And I'm like, "Fuck you." I was, I was like, ha ha, he's still waiting out front for me, and I'm gone. Fucking, people are crazy, man. They are crazy. Comedians. We're comedians. Go after the politicians. What are you doing? We're joking. You know, you're talking to the underground? Hmm? I had a chick hit me with a shoe there. She just took her shoe off and just <laughs> threw it at my head, and, uh, and... It like fell on the ground. I picked up. It was like a big clog, like a wooden clog, yeah. like on the bottom. And I go, "Oh, you think that was funny?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like laughing. And uh, I go, uh, "You know, it's even funnier uh, watching you hobble around on one shoe all night tonight." Yeah. I go, "Your night's over." And uh, and I w put it up above my head and I said, "Thank you, good night." And I walked through the crowd with the with the shoe and everybody cheered. <laughs> and then you threw it on the roof. So then I left the place. And I went home and remember I didn't, I lived pretty close to the underground. So I go home, put it on my mantle above my fireplace. And like 10 minutes later, Matt Devlin calls me, you know, Devlin. Yeah. He calls me, he's like, Hey man, you got to bring that girl's shoe back. She's really upset. She's friends with the owner, blah, blah, blah. And I go, what shoe? I go, you mean the one she hit me with? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back right now. Like, no. And I go, I, I don't know where it is. He goes, what do you mean? I go, I threw it in a dumpster. I threw it in the, he goes, what dumpster? I go, I don't know. One of the ones in the alley on the way home. I just fucking rode my bike and just flung it in a dumpster. And he goes, well, what street? And I go, I don't know. It's on uh, it's one of the streets. I don't, I didn't even, I was kind of all adrenaline up after I got hit in the head with a shoe. And that shoe stayed on my mantle until I moved out of that. Alley. Good. Fuck her. Yeah. I snapped and jumped off stage and took a man's hat and glasses. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> And then I got back on stage and I, and I said, I'm going to shit in your hat because he kept heckling me and he just, just killed the comic before and it was my friend. And then I got off stage and I tried to shit on his hat and I didn't have a turd so I pissed on it and then I left because I knew I was going to fight the guy. Where'd you piss on it? 
at a bar show downtown oh. LA. And then the producer called me. He's like, hey, where's that guy's hat and glasses? I was like, it's in the toilet. I pissed on it. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then uh, they gave it back to the guy. And that's. Uh, Did you ever hear about Miss Pat? No. When I first heard about Miss Pat, Tim McLaughlin was the one that introduced me to her. And he was like, you got to have this chick on your podcast. Tim was so funny. He goes, she's hilarious. He's like, he's like, here's her number. He told me all about her. So I call her. And I'm like, come do my podcast. This is like years ago. And he's like, but tell her to be there an hour before the show starts. And I'm like, geez, you're racist. So uh, uh, she flies out from Indianapolis to do my show. But I had heard this story about her beating up an open micer. And I thought that's how Tim told me about her. And he's like, yeah, she's been, uh, she's been, what was it? She was shot twice and hit by a dump truck. And that was the selling line of her. She's been shot twice, hit by a dump truck. and She's lived the life. And no one wants to know about the shootings. Everybody wants to know about how you get hit by a dump truck. Yeah, that's my first <laughs> instinct too. A dump truck. <laughs> but she, and the dump truck, I think if I'm not mistaken, she jumped off an overpass in front of the dump truck that her like husband was driving, her boyfriend was driving or something. She was fucking crazy. She was like a drug dealer when she was like 13. Yeah. So anyways, Miss Pat, uh, I'm in Indianapolis and Bowers, the guy that used to own Morty's comedy club, we all partied all night and he's like, Hey, you want to come back to my house? I'm like, not really. And he's like, uh, I have the video of miss Pat beating up the open mic. Uh, and I'm like, let's, let's go. go. Let's fucking go. It is so funny. Did you ever hear the saying, uh, hold my gold mm -mm. black chicks say it's like a saying when they want to fight, they're like, hold my gold. Yeah. She did hold my wig. Oh shit! She took her wig off to fight. That's badass. That's a gangster. And Miss Pat went on, if I'm not mistaken. She went on. Then this comic goes up, and I think he shit on her. And he was not a good comic. He was not funny, and he was a young dude. And then he starts doing like somebody else's jokes, and you just hear Miss Pat go, "No, no, motherfucker, no, yeah, no, you ain't gonna do this." She goes up on stage, and she goes, "No, no, no." like these white people don't deserve this shit you can't get up here and do your fuck and he's like fuck it. she's like i will beat the shit out of you i think he swung at her so oh shit she beat the fuck out of him <laughs> on stage like beat and i was like miss pat you need to release this video yeah you do it is world so star she would not release it forever and she still won't I'm like, Miss Pat, it's so fucking If he good. swung first, you're a hero, Miss Pat. I want to see it. That's that's gangster shit right there. That's so funny. Yeah, she's a wild one. I never worked with her. But I heard stories. Got hit by a dump truck, man. You said you had a heart out at 120? Yeah. All right, we got to get a poop story out of you then. Jeez. Is that what this show is? Yeah. <laughs> dude i you should have i did a show called talking shit that was based on shit stories i know i stole it i'm trying to think. <laughs> i stole the whole show no i actually wanted to do a whole a podcast solely on shitting your pants stories and then i realized that's not really sustainable and i and i like my first podcast i talk about shit for 45 minutes i was like that's just too much that's too much so now it's just a poop story a uh, nice shitting your pants story um yeah, some they're good calling mud, me, wait, some FUD Ruckers. Done in a minute. Oh, sorry. They, uh... Sorry, I'm about to pee my pants anyways. 
Give me a diary of stories, goddamn. Okay, so I have a million of them. I've shit my pants so many times. <laughs> Good one. Um, so there's two that are pretty good one i'll give you your choice you have the one where uh the entire new jersey uh garden state parkway watched me have diarrhea <laughs> or the time i shit my pants and uh stuffed it in my bag and someone from tsa had to take it out of my bag oh those are both good bro I or almost... <laughs> my favorite one is my friend my buddy chris besco I have to shit on the so shit on the. I'll do this one because it's quick. Wait, I gotta ones. go. I gotta go. My buddy Chris. There's too many. I gotta go. My buddy Chris Basco was babysitting. He was out of college, babysitting our friend, one of our friend high school friends, brothers that were still in high school. It's just supposed to keep him from having parties. They've got their girlfriends over. They're all hanging out in the kitchen. I come over to pick him up. We're going swimming. We were doing triathlons at the time. And I go, uh, so I'm going to pick him up to go training. And I go, Chris, come on. I'm in the kitchen with the two kids and their two girlfriends. Chris, come on. Let's go. He comes running down the steps. He's always wearing her Umbro shorts. You remember Umbro soccer shorts? Yeah. He's just wearing that. Nothing underneath. He oh. comes running down oh, their steps. No. They have back steps that oh, come into their no. kitchen. He jumps from about the sixth from the bottom step into the kitchen like flying he tries to crouch like land like into a squat and fart at the same time like land and <laughs> fart and a turd pops out of his pants and rolls across the floor a ball a ball like a constipated ball rolls across the floor at the girls oh no and the two sons and <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what to say. The girls are screaming. He, he, he just he shit came out of his body and went across the floor. It didn't splatter. It rolled like a little rubber ball. Four children. There were four kids, high school age kids. And All he, his kids. No, no. They, he was babysitting. He was babysitting. <laughs> so he's babysitting two of these kids. Oh, Jesus. They're high school age okay, kids. Okay, okay. Oh, my and God. And they see their babysitter shit rolling at them. Yeah, he's not going to be hired again. <laughs> I got to go. Okay. I love Damn. you. I love you, too. Anything he's else? He's got a heart out. No, that was an epic poop story. I need those other two poop stories. Uh, I got to pee my next pants. Time. Um, at EDF, done everything. At EDF. Tag D-D-D-I-F-F-T. I'll do the wrap up. This man's got to go and I'm about to piss. That's a good poop. I'm in Colorado story. this week. This comes out next week. Uh, I'm still in Colorado. Okay. All right. We still rolling? Yeah. I got my pee pee out. Eddie If left me hanging with two epic poop stories. I didn't hear that the guy was the babysitter because I was in my head about pissing, but I can't believe that turd rolled into the kids. <laughs> It's actually funnier that they were high school kids, too, because that's a time where it's like, you know, yeah. if there are toddlers, they'll be like, yeah, I do that, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got one. Here. I got a bigger ball. I got big caca. That's what a toddler would say. That was my act out of a child. Um, I was trying to remember if I uh, said all the stories. The threesome that was blocked. I don't know if it was one, but they said it, not me. 
I was willing to test the waters. <laughs> be like, hey guys, maybe. Um, and then uh, the poop. I filmed him pooping. I feel like the times have changed, and now I'm gonna get canceled for that. But back then, it was a good. This was like eight years ago. You know, this was a good gag. You film a man taking explosive diarrhea. What happened there with that <laughs> word? I don't know. It always tastes. I've been tasting garlic and green onions a lot. Am I am I just getting old? Did I have that yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I probably had it yesterday. Is a more logical response than getting old. You know, <laughs> who thinks that? I do. <laughs> garlic is my tooth. I put just a garlic clove in the hole in my tooth. I got a tooth. <laughs> Craig stinks. <laughs> But he hasn't been attacked by a vampire in a long time. Werewolves? Which one? Vampires. Vampires. Silver bullets. Werewolves. I know my history. <laughs> this was supposed to be me wrapping the show up. Now I'm talking about garlic in the tooth. <laughs> what is happening, Craig? I don't know. Anyways, Eddie Ift, hang on. Bingle bus. Um, carbon monoxide. Yep, that's it. He yelled at me at the very end, too. We kept it cool. We kept the peace. And it was a misinformation. And I was justifiable. Because I wasn't about to miss that flight after almost him killing me with carbon monoxide. You know, <laughs> All of us were like, he's like, maybe we'll just get gas masks and drive home. And it was like, uh, it was uh, it was across the country. It was like a three-day drive. <laughs> I did, too. It was a three-day drive. Because I was like, hey, man, I got comedy store Saturday. I already said yes. I got to be there, you know. And he promised me to get back that day. And then the car didn't break down. It would happen. But then I was like, we're all we're like, just tow that shit and let's fly home. This is crazy. You literally can die driving that home. And then he's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, no, I guess. And then the last day, there was some sort of traffic. I don't know. And then I remember him coming down hot yelling at bud and me and the lady <laughs> it was so funny and awful <laughs> anyways why would i recap the one negative moment of the <laughs> <laughs> everything else was so fun we were farting around we almost died we yelled at each other just four dudes in a hotel room standard standard good time you know sausage fest yeah and then yeah, just Eddie's the man, dude. He had me on his podcast very early, and he took me on the road very early. And he's, he's, uh, I was trying to get him to take me to Australia. He's funny because he's, he's famous in Australia and not so much over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he'll do like theater shows in Australia and sell out clubs. And I mean, he, he does well here too. I'm talking shit, but he just definitely does better in Australia, <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, that's it. My my, I love you all. You know, we're gonna. That's it. Keep your head up. Keep keep trucking. Um, you know, garden. Don't pay attention what's going on out there. Just look at the sun and the earth. You'll be all right. Turn off the TV. Don't look at any war. Who needs the news? What is the news? Hey, everybody's dying out there. Yeah, don't need that. Yeah, and uh, just keep positive. Go garden. Rub some rocks, tits, ass, cocks, whatever your thing is. Rub it away. Rub it away. <laughs> Rub the pain away. <laughs> and I love you all. Peace.